You're listening to Great Mother Speaks. Hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Wherever you are on planet Earth, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Uh, I already have somebody who wants to talk to me. Yay! Who am I speaking to? Nas. Hi, Nas. I'm glad you've decided to join us for honoring the past by letting it go. How Good are morning. you today? Good morning. Welcome to Wisdom. Thank you. How are you? How are you liking it so far? I am loving it. Loving it. How are you liking it so far? Are you part of the development team? Oh, dude, I am the unofficial welcome wagon. <laughs> Do you know who Joanne is? I'm sorry. Do you know who Joy Ann is? The no. Chief Joy Officer? The Chief Joy Officer. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, she calls me WQ. Who does? Joy Ann. She's the Chief Joy Officer. And, and she's the Chief Joy Officer of Wisdom? Probably the whole social audio. <laughs> And who are you in relationship to Joy Ad? Well, she inspired me to be the wel- the welcome wagon. She calls me Wisdom's Welcome Wagon. Oh, <laughs> that is so sweet. Or is she is she on a Wisdom app as well? Let me did the Chief yeah, Joy. Uh, yeah, her, her name it? is Joanne, uh-huh. but everybody calls her Joy Ann. and she has these cute little characters called uh, Joybles. And uh, yeah, no, she's a, uh, she's just like the heart of, of everything. <laughs> she has so much light that just shines, you know, like all through all the darkness everywhere. Uh, you, you'll run into her eventually if you haven't met her yet. Then don't worry, you, you guys will cross paths soon. Well, I always cross paths with who I'm meant to cross paths with, and mm-hmm. she definitely sounds like somebody who. In order to be the chief joy officer, you have had to have gone through the shadow. I believe that. 
Yeah, so you don't get to be the chief joy officer without going through some deep shadows. So well, you know, I, I meet with everybody me of, I'm supposed to. Absolutely. That's well, awesome. I have definitely walked through the shadow of death. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I have certainly walked through the shadow of doubt. Oh, tell me about it. What happened? Um, oh, well, that, you know, okay, so if you think of all of our good character as individual champagne glasses, right? So empathy is the glass, kindness is the glass, uh, warmth is the glass. You know, all these, all these good characters, right? If you mm-hmm. think of them like that, and then think of the champagne bottle that pours into the top and fills all the rest of the glasses. If you think of this bottle as patience, then so long as you have patience, you know, flowing in, all the rest of those glasses will stay full. But the minute that that patient stops you know you can only pour out from a glass that's overfulling right that's right right that's right so when so uh patience is the supply that keeps all the rest of the things overflowing (laughs) yes it is yes it is i'm listening I, I, I hear you pouring into a cup too. <laughs> I am simultasking like you wouldn't believe, Nas. But I'm I listening to you because patience, I do believe, is the foundation. So, so if you think of our character as all these things, you have to remember that there's other characters inside too, right? Mm-hmm. So when those glasses run dry, then you're just left with the characters that are left over right and and if you think of all those characters together as Mr. or Mrs. Hyde you know like Dr. Jekyll Mrs. Hyde <laughs> the yin and the yang yeah <laughs> yeah right so so that character lives inside of Pandora's box right right so all those glasses keep Pandora's box Closed. You know, all those things sit on top of Pandora's box, and the character sits inside of that box. So, when the when the glasses run dry, there's nothing holding that box closed anymore, and the the red-eyed creature pops out. Ooh, what you say now? <laughs> <laughs> right. And the thing about those red eyes. Right? Uh-huh. It, it, it's, it's not really that it has red eyes, eh? It's just that it has on all these different glasses, right? Mm-hmm. That are tinted just a little bit, right? Like the so, chakras. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? So so you, you put on, you know, like one glass that's a little bit pink tinted, and then you put on another glass that's orange tinted, you put on another glass that's yellow tinted, and then you put on another glass that's purple tinted. Eventually, yeah, all you're going to see is red. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. so even when people are approaching that character with kindness, you know, trying to hug that character, trying to, trying to support, trying to advise, you know, it all feels like, it all feels unsolicited, first of all. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you know, 
those hugs feel like someone trying to suffocate. Mm. And, and, and you know, so all the, because of those, you know, the funny colored lenses, mm-hmm. the world, the world that the character sees is much different than what's actually there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the, that's the, the, the problem I'm facing right now. I thought having crossed through that valley, I have all the tools to to navigate, to not mm-hmm. ever end up there again. Mm-hmm. But if you think of flow state as a lazy river, right? Mm-hmm. right you understand a lazy river? I understand a lazy river, but I didn't get the first part. Did you say if I think of the flow state as a lazy river? Yeah. Got it. Right? So so in a lazy river, it goes around and around, you know, very slowly, you know. There's a little bit of a current that pulls you around. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you start off at A, you know, rest assured, you know, after some time you'll end up back at A. Right? Right. That's a lazy river. Right? <laughs> so, so either you can sit in that raft, sit in that, that, that tubey, and mm-hmm. just go around or you can decide to, you don't want to sit in the raft and you can swim upstream all the way around and and you might get there faster than you sitting in the raft right but after going through all that work to swim upstream even though you might get there before me you're going to be exhausted uh, you're gonna be tired. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna enjoy yourself once you're gonna miss all the scenery. You're not gonna see any of the critters. You're exactly. gonna miss those kids swinging on the inner tube a couple of trees back from the water that you could have stopped that and had lunch and all that. Exactly. <laughs> all that. All that. You missing all that. Right. So, so the thing about being in that in that river, right? Mm-hmm. So long as you're sitting in that river, you know, all you got to do is to reach out. You'll find a pina colada. You'll you'll find some grapes. You'll find, you know, you just got to put out your head, right? That's that's kind of like how blessings work. They come to you before you need them so that when you recognize you need them, you just put out your hand and they're there. There you go. Right? Blessings are things that happen to us or for us that had nothing to do with our own efforts. That's a blessing. That's yeah. a blessing right there. That's right, a so, blessing right there. It just it just comes because you need it. Yeah. No other reason. You just you know you just provide it for all your needs, and it just is there because you need it. And and the thing about it, the sooner that you ask the universe for it, mm-hmm. the sooner that it'll show up. Now you didn't say you were a preacher. <laughs> You didn't say nothing about getting out here preaching, but you, but you are. Truth, truth be told, right? The blessing was always there, even before you asked for it. That's but, right. But as soon as you ask for it, then you'll notice it that it's oh shit, it's right there all the time. Mm-hmm. So, so that's how that works. But getting back to the lazy river, right? Right. So, so long as you're just chilling in your raft, you're good. But it doesn't mean to say that there's not going to be some turbulent waters up ahead. Mm. Nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Right? And the more often you go around that lazy river, generally you'll, you'll, 
you'll get to know where some of those turbulent waters, you know, sit, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there happens to be like a branch in the water over here. There happens to be, you know, uh, some rocks over there, right? So the more times you go around the river, the more you'll get to know where the trouble spots are. Right. Right? Now, now it doesn't matter how many times you go around that river, right? Sometimes people decide to jump out of their raft and go for a swim. So, so that person up ahead who jumped out of their own raft, there's no way you could have seen that coming. Right? No. And you, there's no way that you could know about those troubled waters coming up because they weren't there before. You know, nothing natural caused that to happen. And just sometimes, you know, shit shows up and it's like completely out of your control. So that's the part that, that, that I'm currently trying to fortify myself through. Because, you know, like, like I said, having gone through the last season and, you know, thought that I was, I was, you know, well equipped. It's, it's this new shit that I'm having to bear patience with. Okay. Now, now tell me what the rub is here for you, Nas. You said that that was working for you for a minute. But now you don't feel like you know the river like that anymore. Is that what I'm understanding you to say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, pretty good, a pretty good way to say it. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that makes sense now. There's been a lot of things impacting that river. We have all sorts of things that have happened to impact rivers all over the world. And so I'm not surprised your internal one has been impacted as all of ours are, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm listening to you because I'm done. Like, I, I'm, I got nothing left to say. You know, like, I, so now, you know, like, that's a, the thing about a challenge, right? That's an opportunity for the teacher to become a student again. Because you got to learn how to get through the challenge. So every day, I'm every all day, ears. all day, all day, every day, as they say. I'm all ears because because I'm done. I got nothing left. You know, like well, I, I, it sounds I like you're honoring the past by letting it go, Nas. And thanks so much for sharing here. Uh huh. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Thank you. That is uh, awesome. That is awesome. You know, you just get to a point where you just, um, I've never hung up on anybody. Is that what they call it? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, so if you have anybody else waiting, then uh-huh. you, can swap, you can swap me out. How do right. I do that? Well, do you see anybody else in the queue? Nope. Okay, well, I'll just hang out with you. That's like part of my role as the welcome wagoneer is also to be, you know, a supporting cast member. Okay, because I thought you were yawning on me. I thought you were saying, hey, I ain't got nothing else to say and I ain't got nothing else to hear. That's what I picked up. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm all ears because, you know, my mouth is, is empty. <laughs> you <know>, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to keep you, but I was like, I don't know. It doesn't have a um, thing here for me to, like, that little um, phone icon or whatever. Right. That green, red thing. Anyway, Ooh. it's a smooth app. I like that. Um, yeah. 
going forward not knowing which way and, and remaining the student. Yeah, all day, every day. I'm a student all day, every day, you know, and every day is something new. Yep. I, I haven't had the luxury of having a river, come to think of it. I okay. have I have internally a river uh-huh. and it's a old river. And so it's real deep. It goes real deep. And so it, it, it never changes. But my external life has been a freaking, I'm a surfer. I'm literally missing out on surf right now on the Gulf because um, I, I, I got work to do. But um, oh, let, let me tell you about surfing because what happened last week. I've never had that luxury of being like, oh, my life is this lazy river. No, uh-uh. but I know how it feels. I know how it feels. Last week, something happened. That mm-hmm. there was like some kind of swell inside the river, mm-hmm. and and it pushed my raft raft up and forward, and and so I was riding away for a little bit. So it, it pushed me, you know, further, you know, ahead on my journey, faster than than all the rest of the rafts were just like chilling and going, you know. Well, it, well yeah, that's part of the uh, cycle regenerating. But what about honoring the past? Nas, what about that past that you say that, you know, is not informing your present in a way that you can go forward? Have you let it go? Are you in that process of honoring the past to let it go? What parts of it served you and what parts of it you can take with you going forward? Um, no, I'm not there yet because I, like, I've had, like, see, this past is, is like, a function of my present, right? I mean, the minute we say present, it already becomes the past, right? Well, so, that's why I'm talking about process. Because when we're in process, that's what we're doing. The dualistic yin-yang that you referred to. Mm-hmm. You know, that Jekyll and Hyde. That's the learning process. That is being refined. And it's a process of you're constantly letting go of the past. And so you're constantly assessing, well, what about yesterday served me and is worthy for me to take forward and what about it I need to leave there and I need to honor it consciously as left there because that's not where I'm going anymore it was great I enjoyed it that river ride was cool I even enjoyed the lunch riding on the inner tubes on the side but right now I'm going over here you know what I'm saying so what about your journey or have you like you said you might not even be at that place where you're assessing that yet because it's hard to leave people behind Right and and I like the river that I was on, mm-hmm. and and I like the company I had there, and and truth be told, you know, I got a baby in there, right? So to leave that river, you know, I I don't know that it will serve me, you know, like that. But you're not leaving. You're not leaving the river because I can hear energetically, and I can feel that you are never leaving that river. You know that's that river is a part of you. It's flowing from you now. And so the question really is: in this moment, where you are with that dissonance, that that dissonance that you have, what about those relationships with that mother and with that child serve you going forward? with this relationship energetically that you have with them and what energetically does not that's what you're leaving that's what you're leaving it's not them it's not your connection it's what does not serve you now in that connection 
Well, how do you like this statement? Some things for a season and everything. Sorry, some things for a reason and everything else for a season. Yeah, but that's not my question. No, no. So, so the reason the reason why I said that is what. So, so what I'm doing right now is I'm protecting my energy by by staying away from the sources of turbulence, right? And mm-hmm. and so I did just that, right? I, I went for a little bit of a drive. I'm parked. You know, I'm talking to you, and and I'm good. 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 But, but right, so so for me, right? I am, you know, my patience is infinite, and I can ride anything out by simply waiting it out. But in the waiting it out, right? By by protecting myself, you know, I'm leaving a, a vacuum that's causing, you know, like when when you run away from shit. The shit generally, you know, continues to get bad in your absence, and 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 be not being present, you know. While all right, so even though I'm protecting my own headspace, right, by me not addressing certain things, I know on the back end they're getting worse, <laughs> you know. So, so it's it's a really kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. It really is. It's it's like you know you can't see the forest for the trees. You know when you're right in the middle of it, it's just this hurricane blowing, and you're just trying to hold on. So I totally get that. I hope that I can offer back to you what you gave to us earlier, Nas, when you were talking about the champagne glass of patience, and. I would like to offer back to you that I hear that you are full of patience. Like you said, I can wait anything out. I know how to ride my river. I have that. And remember when I said, I believe that is foundational. I am listening to you. And that's right. Well, you said that there were other champagne glasses too. And maybe those are um areas that I would suggest to you would probably be if you can I know it's hard being in the forest like that but if you can suspend self-judgment long enough to acknowledge yourself for taking care of yourself this way yeah no no I, I appreciate that you know like you know acknowledging yourself for being thoughtful and caring about this yes there are a lot of things that need to be done and yes you're responsible for a lot of things and yes there's a whirlwind but the priority for self-care just went up 10 times yeah. no, no, it yeah. just went up 10 times <laughs> no I feel you right and, and the thing about it right in terms of my own self-care Right, I, I kind of have that on lock, right? Not like I'm not trying to be like bragful or boastful or anything, right? It's just I've been around the river so many times, mm-hmm. right? So I, I know how to manage myself, and I've, I've learned through all the seasons. Okay, because I was just hearing a little self judgment there about what you're going through, and yeah, yeah, it, no, no, it, it, no. Did, it didn't feel it didn't it didn't sit right with me hearing okay. from someone who has this <laughs> kind of enlightenment. Okay, that's all. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. And, okay, and, and I, need, I need you guys to keep me honest, right? So, mm-hmm. so I, I, pre- I appreciate that. <laughs> so, right. So, in terms of myself, right, I, I know that through all the seasons, the the lesson. The moral of the story was the only thing that I can control 
is myself and my lens. That's right. right. Can, two feet in a heartbeat, I can go anywhere. Right. I don't need to stay in a bad situation. That's right. Right. However, right. No man is an island. Right. And while I am busy, you know, enjoying my raft and my view, and 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 I know how to keep myself good. When the other people in the river, who you know their their rafts got holes, and now they're in the water, you know, creating turbulence. Uh, see, see, this is my predicament, right? Because I'm good, right, and I know that I'm safe in my raft. I'm very nervous to pull anyone else out of the water because mm-hmm. I'm afraid it's going to mm-hmm. put a hole in my raft. That's right. That's right. That's but, right. But you know, like, how can we wa- watch someone suffer? Well, I asked Jesus Christ that, and you know what He told me through the Spirit. Tell me what He always tells me: study and show thyself approved. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to go and look at what he said about that in the Bible. All right. And he said, um, the poor will always be among you. Now, I didn't say it. I didn't say that, Nas. I didn't say it. That's what Jesus Christ said. Okay? And... I know I didn't say it because I feel the same way you do about the raft. I feel the same way you do. But he's not the only one who said it. The uh, Hindu sages and all of them talk about that feeding the rat. They talk about that feeding the rat. And that rat turned into a lion and that lion turned into a snake. And then you just steady trying to take care of this lion, steady trying to take care of this snake. Meanwhile, you being clowned by the spirit world that's coming through and letting you know look what are you trying to prove what are you trying to prove what are you trying to prove homie because what you're saying is without me they're not going to survive we are all divine children of the great mother father god Mm. and just like I had to come to the understanding and you had to come to the understanding and she had to come to her understanding and my mama got to come to the understanding and my daddy and Jesus Christ we all got to come to the understanding. And that's what he said. The poor will always be among you because there we will always be in a learning process. Like you said, you know, we're always learning and this is a whole new ball game. And I think it's about time 2000 years on. We all go back and see what Jesus really said. If that's who we saying we believe in it because he was hardcore. Mm-hmm. He was hardcore. He was hardcore. And that's what he said about that. Now, was he generous? Was he merciful? Was he giving? Absolutely. From a state of divinity. And he regarded us as divine. He didn't feel sorry for us. He looked at us and our divinity. And so that's my answer. You know, look at them from their divinity, Nas. <sighs> See, again, you know, so I'm not arguing, right? And, 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 I, and I came here to learn and to listen, right? So, so never, think, never yeah, an argument. Right. Never. Yeah. Right, so I hear you, I feel you, but sometimes those people that are floundering in the water are not, you know, just, you know, people that we saw, you know, on the sidewalk. You know, sometimes they're they're really close to us, right? And 
so I mean I'm sure there's something in there about being a shepherd you know and I don't know I'm so like that's why you know I'm here on this call with you because I don't have any answers and I don't know I don't know is it right to just you know to allow them to suffer and 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 figure it out because was it right for us to be allowed to suffer was it right for us to be allowed to suffer was it right for any holy person to suffer as they all have is it is it right i mean who well no but 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 for us that that are on the path right who, who are doing god's work through through setting an example right we've already identified ourselves on the path and we so we have all the examples we have all the validation for all from all those that came before us that this is the road it's hard and and people are not going to get us and that's okay right so so i'm there right i get it right not people are going to jive with me right mm-hmm. How, however you know even if someone clearly says they don't want your help right yeah <laughs> And and I understand all about not pouring into closed vessels, right? So what's the problem? <sighs> I'm not sure. You know, we, it, you know, it, 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 I I I feel you. I feel you, and I feel that a lot when I'm on here, you know, myself or any place else. But you know what? It is. It's just uh, like it doesn't you said, feel good. That's what what's the problem is. Right. You, we, we don't feel seen, and we don't feel heard, and we have all this light and everything like that. I'll speak for myself. Okay. That's how okay. I feel. I feel you. I feel. Speaking for myself, you know, you don't feel, and you feel like you have, like you said, tapped into all this light and all this knowledge, and you want to share it with people, and people are like, mm, no. I don't think so that's not and it does feel like oh my gosh you know that rejection all over again but I'm learning to experience that more as love for protection you know rejection is God's protection many times because the kind of stuff that we talk about Nas we really really don't want just anybody to be rolling up on us you really don't because we are talking about a kind of a psycho psycho spiritual uh line balancing line energy and you know what i'm saying and so that's one thing i'm learning that rejection is god's protection and mama was a good teacher of that and so the second point about having to draw strong boundaries with those that we love my mother was my first goddess and she will remain a goddess in my pantheon until my dying day and beyond you know i love yeah. my mama but what this journey of not being seen that that she as my soulmate has taught me is that even if i to love yourself if you're going to experience love this lifetime you're not getting it from me the way you need it you're going to have to do that for yourself and so every time i get that um trigger of not being seen and not being heard i'm reminded that this journey for me this lifetime is all about self love and spiritual independence that's the soul contract of mama drama trauma it's a soul contract and so we're along for the ride 
Okay. This all. <laughs> That's how I deal with it. I'm speaking for myself and what's taught in the MDT Academy. I know there are many schools of thought, but you asked and that's it. That's how I have to look at it because every time I do get a greater opportunity to love myself and the love of myself just grows not in a selfishness but in a way that makes me authentically available with those who do hear the message like you. I'm here 100% present in this moment. That's what it affords me. The life that I want to live. Not far from the beach. Make breakfast when I get ready. Take a walk maybe. A little overshadowy. You know, that's what it affords me. It affords me to be happy, healthy, and whole. So, that's good enough for me. I have a loving partner in my life completely supportive so that's what it has afforded me yes it's a high cost but the benefits this is a memory that a flashed before my mind on my dying bed this conversation I like living like this I much prefer it I'll pay it again thank you Nas came back and I accidentally pushed the wrong button, Nas. I didn't know that you could um, do that, but I did. I increased my setting for time and um, didn't realize we were talking that long. But come back. Please feel free to do so. I didn't mean to. I think you're supposed to hit the check mark and not the X there. But... Anybody else who wants to share, you know, your process and honoring the past by letting it go, you know, it's hard to let things go that are close to us and people and, you know, having done so in the most extreme of ways, I know a thing or two about a thing or two on letting things go by honoring them. You know, that's the rub, you know, that's what really makes it hard is you like, I can't get past the letting go part to even talk about honoring it, you know, to even talk about, you know, what it has taught me, the blessings I've gotten from it so that I can let it go. Isn't that what we do at transitional ceremonies and Weddings, marriages, um, funerals, when there's a transformation, there's a letting go of the single life, there's a letting go of life, there's a birth, a letting go of the incubation period on the other side of the veil, letting that go to be born into the physical world. There's a honoring, you know, there's a spiritual honoring of the birthrights. You know, in all traditions, there's a recognition of the soul entering and being blessed. There's a recognition of letting go of the single life by the nuptials, you know, these rituals of death, rebirth, life, life, death, rebirth, these rituals of initiation. And we're all collectively 
on Mother Earth right now and the many skulls in the ground that we have had here with us are undergoing a tremendous rites of passage. And in order for us to properly assess where we're going, we gotta know where we are. You know, um, I got a word yesterday that said, you can't get in on the deal. You can't get in on the deal. You know how they're talking about there's not going to be Black Friday and everything. And I was thinking, oh, boy, the good old days, of, you know, scrapping at the mall. Man, we can't even scrap at the mall anymore. You know, I, I'm missing so much. I got so much grief, right? Um, and that may sound crass and it may sound hard, but... If you, like Nas was saying, can shift the lenses from the red lens to the lavender, you can see, hey, <laughs> I'm good in that department. I don't need to scrap with nobody for nothing. All my needs are met. You know, it's, it, it's more from that perspective that that's being said, you know, um, I'm good. And what are we good at? You know, we're good with um, technology. You know, uh, when I was coming up, you know, a lot of people were saying it was the devil and this and that and the other. And yeah, you know, we have seen that play out in various ways, but just like we see it play out in any aspect of life, we are in the physical realm where there is a yin, there's a yang. There's an up, there's a down, there's an in, there's an out, there's a good, there's a bad. Depending on our perspective and experience of it, that's the nature of where we are. Many people haven't even accepted that. And so we have this whole planetary transformation that's based on a proper assessment of where we are. And that's going to take decades, if not centuries, because people aren't even at a place to do that in their own lives. That's why all of this stuff, this new thought, this new spiritual, this is so important and it's taking such hold because there are enough people who are beginning to be willing to do that inner work, but it's going to require a lot more in order for that transformation to happen, in order for us really to collectively get together with the technology, get together with the environment, get together with organizing all of these resources, assets that we have to properly steward them for our survival. That's going to take a minute. People ain't done fighting yet. And so it's this inability to honor what has been not so good for us as a lesson, as a mistake that we've made. This country was founded on slavery. And we are shocked every day that we have problems with people being treated like slaves as workers. It's just baffling ignorance based on a lack of self-awareness. That's all. Too scared to even look in the mirror and admit the truth. And even if we are, there's so much rage and anger, we can't see things clearly. And that's what it is. And that's just going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute. 
clearly. Um, so we can begin with that kind of self-scrutiny. And it's a very um, intense, as we were hearing from Nas, a very um, demanding, it's a very demanding inner excavation. It demands a lot of time and space because it's a powerful energy. And we have to be able to honor that energy coming in our lives. And we cannot give ourselves the time and space that we need to do that kind of work if we are also holding on to past time, past energy that's dead. We can't hold both. We can't hold both. We can try. And... The body-mind can do miraculous things because we are divine beings. The rub is we are in a dense physical form. And so that frequency of divinity can only hold that energy throat above chakras. When it starts going down into the heart where we do connect with others and down those chakras, that's when the heart ailments the lymphatic ailments, all of the glandular issues, the intestinal issues, the sacral issues, root chakra health issues, that's when we start having a party with them. And some of us are born with those parties from past karma. Again, how do we honor the past? By letting it go. Well, love to hear how you do that. You might let go by honoring the past. That's the best way to do it, actually. I think that's what we're trying to say here. We don't want to let go. Is that it? We don't want to let go. What are we talking about letting go of? All of the stuff that doesn't make us feel like the dearly loved divine children of the great mother, father, God that we are. And there's a lot. There's a lot that doesn't make us feel that way. And yes, we are responsible for ourselves and we are responsible for how we feel. And so we get to determine that. Not by judging or condemning ourselves or others, but by simply standing in our own integrity of what feels healthy for me and my body. What feels happy to me in the moment? What feels like the lightest, most joyful, gracious energy for me? Where could I hit that in this situation for me? Where does it feel most holy? Where do I feel like I am in spirit? Where, how does that feel for me? Taboo. It's taboo to go there. And that's why we can't let go, you know. And so it is a process. 
and systems do help us with that process. There are a lot of healing and forgiving, forgiveness systems now. I'll share um, one with you um, before I go, another one besides the one that we work with at the MDT Academy. Of course, mama drama trauma is a condition in which the mother projects unhealed aspects of herself onto her child, causing emotional and or physical trauma. Mama drama trauma is a cycle, so in cases where she's unwilling, unable, and unavailable to heal her own mama drama trauma, loving detachment is required. Now, loving detachment is forgiveness. It is letting go. It is releasing that shame, blame, and guilt, releasing the past, releasing the toxicity. Sounds impossible. It nearly is. It nearly is. You know, people say, well, you'll never get over your mother. you never get over your child. It's not about that. It's about the love never leaves you. The love never leaves. And again, how does love feel for you? Is that living in the same town, seeing each other once a week, talking to each other once a week? Or is that once a year? How does that feel for you and to you? These are the kinds of self-love principles that we're talking about at the MDT Academy and we're working with through the Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle Deck. Another process that I've learned through my uh, cognitive uh, therapist friends is writing down all the areas that we feel need to be let go. We already have an idea of what those things are. And that's probably, for most of us, many times, what scares us to death. You know, because we start writing down these close relationships and, and networks in our tribes that help ensure our survival or that we're responsible for theirs and all these deep connections. <clears throat> Excuse me, it can get pretty scary pretty fast. But you go ahead and you write down what you know to be things that you need to let go of because it doesn't feel healthy, happy, whole. You don't feel divine. You don't feel dearly loved. It's just not the self-love and spiritual independence you know you need. Okay? Write them all down in you um, uh, and, and just in general in life. And then what you want to do is go through and try to pick the chunks out. You know, say you have a list of 20 things. And about half of that to a dozen is coming from one person or one situation, if not more. Okay? Then you want to write down all of the things that you know that you do in that relationship or that you create in that relationship that hurts the other person, okay? That upsets the other person. And we usually know this too because the other person has made it clear to us. Write all those down in the, in the next column. And then you want to just breathe deeply. Just breathe deeply because it feels great, you know, just getting that out of your head finally and onto some paper. You know, it's like writing a book, you know. So many people just write a book just to get it out, you know. And I know I do. Okay. And so <laughs> you got it out on the paper and that's such an energetic release. Now you want to just breathe into your deep bottom rectum down to the coccyx, the bottom of your spinal cord, sitting down comfortably, and just closing your eyes and just visualizing and feeling yourself pulling breath from there. Do that about three times, and then you're just kind of now 
your next breaths imagining kind of your list and that you are transforming your relationship to those energies. You want to breathe down to the second chakra, the genital area. You want to just breathe there to that point. Because this is where the relationship is. There's a connection here. There's a de desired connection, okay? And be it platonic, be it whatever, as an adult, these are our formed relationships higher than the tribe, the root chakra. And you want to visualize sharing with that person the ways in which they have hurt you from there as you're breathing from that space. And you want to visualize in your third eye that person standing there and listening to you. And you're just stating what those things are. And then, after you're done, you go back to your breathing. You want to breathe throughout, but you really want to return to your breathing because now it's your turn to hear your list of things from the other person said to you. And so you're hearing these things and you're in this space of accepting the desires of this other person, what it is that they need from you that perhaps they're not getting or how they feel. And you're listening and you're open to receiving their desires. And then after that, <coughs> excuse me, the way of releasing from there is that you have arrived at an energetic space having done that exercise throughout your entire body-mind of acknowledging the exact nuances, realities, and challenges of that situation in your body-mind. You have consciously aligned with that dissonant energy. And because you have honored it, you now may let it go. And so your breathing that you complete goes up to the gut chakra. And so you're getting those gut breaths from the intestinal area, those Buddha breaths, that opening of the gut, that happy belly gut, that letting go. Gut chakra is ruled by Mars, has a lot of energy, a lot of intelligence, a lot of power, that honoring, and then bring it up to the heart. Breathe. Ah, you've processed it. You've processed it. You've aligned it with your auric field and just breathing through the heart. Ah, the heart feels so much more open, so much more air can go there. The body's loosening up. Your joints and your hip joints are starting to loosen up. And all of a sudden, you're coming back to yourself. You feel a little different. You get that text or that email and now you're responding to it a little differently. They walk in the house and you just don't have that same visceral reaction anymore. It's just kind of like, okay, this is where we go from here because the past has been let go. And so we can do these exercises every day. <clears throat> Excuse me. We can do them every day. You know, we can do them twice a day, whatever we need. And so that's the time and space piece that we need in order to um, be patient with ourselves and allow ourselves to be gentle with ourselves, you know. And um, that is what 
I wanted to share and talk about with regard to letting go by honoring the past. You know, just honoring what is, because as divine, dearly loved divine children, the great mother, father, God, who were never judged, condemned, or left alone, we know that whatever is coming to us in life is coming for us, for our greatest good. And this is how we experience that when things don't feel so great, (laughs) you know. When we actually are being triggered, you know, okay, so how do I experience this being for my greatest good, okay? And that's the way, that's a way to do it. That's um, really powerful, um, being able to give yourself just that 10 minutes there, you know, you want to play that back. Later on, that's what these are recorded for. You can um, do that and try it out, you know. Study and show yourself approved. See see how it works. See if it works for you. Uh, that's what I'm here for. And to hear what is working for you. Anybody got anything they want to share about how you honor the past by letting go? Okay. All right. Everybody's let go pretty well already. Got that under control. Well, I'm still learning and still open to learn. So at another time, if you feel like sharing that, that would be great. But above all and most of all, remember, Great Mother loves you. And I do too. Great Mother speaks. I am Great Mother, Holy Spirit, Yin, Divine Mother, Cosmic Moon. Deep space, the moon, dark matter, the void, the black hole, Atar, Isis, Diana, Mali, Ishtar, Kali, Nanny, and Mother Mary.